Hello everyone and welcome to a Game Reactor quick look. It is both a quick look but it's also kind of a video review because well I've been using the MacBook Pro 14 inch, the brand new MacBook Pro uh, which also comes out in a 16 inch and deviates either from a, uh, a MacBook M1 Pro equipped model or a Pro with an M1 Max uh, SoC equipped. So. The thing is, there is a lot about the machine that I can't tell you about because this is not a 16 inch and this is not an M1 Max equipped model. This is the 14 inch with an M1 Pro. So already there, a little caveat, a little disclaimer for you. But the point of the matter, I think, is that I recognize that there is a lot of hyperbole going on around Apple and myself here on this very show. I proclaimed that the AirPods Max headset were the best noise-canceling headphones that I've ever tried. I gave the iPhone 13 a 10, basically praising it for finally being the combination of strong hardware and software, which might not win any spec awards, but improved my life personally through that combination of strong hardware and software. And here we are, just a couple of months later, and I can safely say with my, with, with my head raised and proud as a tech reviewer that this is probably the best laptop in the world for me. And most assuredly, the best laptop that I've ever tested. Big words, big words. And big words coming from a big mouth that has said a lot of big words over the past couple of months particularly in relation to Apple products. And I get that. I can see the discrepancy there, but it is true. Something has seemed to happen, oh, happened over in Cupertino land that seems to suggest that they are really taking in fan feedback and are designing and drawing these products from a, uh, a template made by the expectations of their audience. That is really saying something. And you can feel it immediately when you're picking up the MacBook Pro 14. You can feel it in the curves. You can feel it in the ports, the screen, the SOC, the lack of heat, the lack of noise, the battery life, it's all there. And while you should not buy a MacBook Pro for gaming, like people would throw Call of Duty Vanguard on there saying, ha oh, look at the FPS and go back to their Windows-based laptops. Well, sure. But for the kind of person that was interested in a fast MacBook already, it's absolutely incredible. And to me, it puts a lot of Windows-based laptops to freaking shame. So let's go over why. And while I have grown to show a bit of apathy towards just having these reviews be a spec list, because you can figure that out for yourself, I do think that in the context of a professional uh, device like this, it is rather apt. So let's talk about the construction. So first off, there is a lot of recognizable lines on the new Mac Pro, MacBook Pro, sorry. But as I said, it's more curved. It is slightly thicker, slightly heavier as well. And you can feel that immediately. But it is also a distinct presence on a table. You can tell immediately that this is no M1 equipped MacBook Air or even just an old MacBook Pro 15 or 13. 
This is one of the new MacBook Pros, and you can, again, you can tell by its stancing on the table immediately. It's very tactile. It's lovely to hold in your hands because it's so light, and it's just manufactured to a standard that no other manufacturer on earth can match. So, first off, the first thing that Apple has completely backpedaled on are the ports. Because away we see the um, Thunderbolt ports that usually, well, usually took up all of the space around the sides of the device. And now we have a wide array of ports giving you more versatility in your professional workflows. We have full-size SD card reader. We have a Thunderbolt-based USB Type-C port, an HDMI port, and an additional two Thunderbolt ports here, as well as MagSafe. MagSafe is back, everyone, and it's freaking awesome. It snaps on with a magnet, which is stronger than before. It has the same LED indicator, and the best thing, it's just a USB Type-C cord now, meaning MagSafe to USB Type-C meaning you can use your own GAN charger if you already have one. And I already have one from Razer, which I really like. So I'm just gonna continue to use that. Great idea. So apart from that, there are these really clear feet here, which raises the laptop sharply. And this engraved little name, MacBook Pro, is just a little extra touch, which the old MacBook, MacBooks Pro did not have. So the ports are back, that's great. So when we open it up, you're immediately greeted with more backpedaling and improvements. So the touch bar is gone. Touch bar is gone, replaced with regular old keys. Your touch ID sensor right there, meaning that you can sign in with your fingerprint as you could on other MacBook Pros. But I personally didn't hate the touch bar. I thought there were applications such as scrubbing a timeline in, uh, in Final Cut and some Photoshop tools that I liked, but I get why it's not there. And there is a tactility to a key, which I think professionals is probably gonna appreciate. The magic keys are great. I really like them. They're soft. They are exactly as you would expect old timey switches on a laptop to be, but at least it's not butterfly switches. So I'll consider that a victory. The force trackpad is still the best in the world. Hands down, the best in the world. So great keyboard. Great trackpad, the best freaking speakers in any laptop on the freaking planet. All of this contributes to a, an experience which is just sumptuous in a way that you wouldn't expect. So inside we go. This is the screen. I have a pretty dark background, so it's not possible for you to necessarily see it. But the point of the matter is that there is a notch in this display. It is a notch like the notch that you would find on your iPhone. Now, people don't necessarily like the notch on your iPhone, but they've come to expect it as a part of Apple's design language. Now, I don't necessarily consider it a, like a piece of iconography inherent to Apple design, but I will, I will probably give them that a lot of people make that instant connection. That's not why the notch is there though, I think. It is there to house one of the better webcams you'll find on the market. It's 1080p, it works really well, it's good on light and color correction. So generally hosting meetings and doing that kind of stuff is better on the new MacBook Pro. And the notch being there, well, it basically eats into a part of the screen which I never use. So like the phone notch on an iPhone, I basically stopped looking at it immediately. But that's really not the point. 
The point is that this screen is the best screen you'll find on a 14-inch laptop in the world today. We're talking a 14.2-inch because it uses a 16 by 10 aspect ratio, meaning there's no chin. So great. Um, it is a liquid retina XDR display. That means that it's basically mini LED, like we saw on the new iPad Pro, and basically like we've seen on the uh, XDR display uh, that Apple sells for a lot of money, which has the $1,000 stand, obviously. That means there is 2,500 dimming zones in here, and it can perform up to 1,600 nits of peak brightness. That's glaring. It runs at a lower nit peak brightness most of the time, like 500, but if you're playing HDR content, this can go up to 1600, which is just unmatched. There's no other laptop in the world that can basically reach that. And it's extremely color accurate as well. It is also 3024 by 1964, so a lot better than your standard like 3K-ish display. So it also runs in 120 Hertz. So that means that it's the same ProMotion technology that we've seen in iPad Pros is here. And just imagine that if you're an enthusiast like you and me, you watching and me, you get a 3K display at 1600 nits peak brightness when playing the right content, extremely color accurate and 120 Hertz. You would expect that to blast through a battery, but my initial testing shows between 13 to 17 hours of mixed use on this charge. And this is even the 14-inch model, meaning that the 16-inch model is in many ways performing better than the 14-inch. That's incredible. Incredible. I was blown away by these results. Like, you get a lovely keyboard, the best speakers in the world, the best trackpad in the world, in this thin of a chassis, with this good battery life, and that screen. Like, the SoC inside is going to have to be pretty shit in order for me not to recommend this to anyone who's even thinking about buying a MacBook Pro. But it is not shit. Just the opposite, in fact. I'm not going to get too much into the weeds of it. We have benchmarked this, the M1 Pro, and there are several configurations, both in the M1 Pro and the N1 Max, and the M1 Max essentially doubles the GPU count mainly, but keeps the CPU count the same. The point of the matter is that in Cinebench, in Blender, in Geekbench scores, this demolishes almost everything out there, and it really demolishes old Intel-based MacBook Pros. The full benchmarking results I'm going to reserve for the written review, which I already have up on the site, so you can go read that if you want to. So the thing, the thing is, this machine, as I'm sure we've come to, speaks for itself. $1,700 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But this one fits into all bags. It fits into one hand. It has all the ports that I need and the build quality which is unmatched by any competitor on the planet. It has the best screen that I've seen in a 14-inch laptop anywhere. It has a great keyboard, lovely trackpad, the best speakers, Touch ID sign-in, a great 1080p webcam, and it runs longer without turning on the fans, without getting hot, almost regardless of what I threw at it. 1700 US dollars, that's a lot of money. But this is the best laptop in the world right now for most people, sorry to say. Thank you so much, see you on the next one.